0: Well, Turf Business have managed to get hold of Chris Whittle, uh, the course manager at Royal Birkdale. Chris, you're in the middle of getting ready for a little thing called the the British Open. Must be a bit mad at the moment.
1: Yeah, it's, it's just a bit busy at the moment, yeah, but we're getting there.
0: Well, by no means the first Open for Royal Birkdale, and, and also it's not your first either, is it?
1: It's not. This will be my third at Royal Birkdale.
0: Um, but you've had experience elsewhere before with the, the Open.
1: I have. I, was, I had one at Muirfield um one at Lytham.
0: So, going to be a walk in the park for you this one, isn't
1: it? <laughs> I wish. Yeah, <laughs> no, the, they all just get bigger and busier.
0: Okay, so over those those years, what's changed?
1: I think um, the whole thing has just grown. Every single open, um, all aspects of it, uh, and obviously demands grow with it. I think.
0: So, what way have those demands changed for you over the, over those years?
1: Um, I think this, the demands are more specific these days. You know, um, you're, you're given guidelines to work to, which you probably weren't years ago. Um, and the more, the sort of very clear what they want, and that's fine. It helps; it means we can plan easier.
0: And in terms of those guidelines, I mean, uh, is there any kind of uh, movement in them, or is it one? You know, 100%, you've got to hit this mark, this number.
1: Uh, oh no, it's, it's not a, it's not a number. It's, um, it's within a band of numbers. Um, it's a pretty tight band, but you know, we're always aiming to be in that band anyway, not just for the open. So.
0: so can you, can you share some of those kind of guidelines with us?
1: Um, well, they set guidelines for sort of, uh, on the greens, for smoothness and speed, uh, and trueness and firmness, moisture levels, although they're in the lap of the gods, really. <laughs> right, <yeah>. <laughs> July <laughs> at Royal Burkdale could be very wet or very dry. So
0: those guidelines, those benchmarks, do they differ from what you're normally trying to deliver on the course?
1: No we I mean we we try and get to those levels all the time. that's our aim um we want to present the best we can, and as near you know obviously if visitors come they they would love to play to tournament conditions if they can so we're always trying to be around and about those guidelines
0: obviously, TV coverage is a big part of what's going on. Do they have any special requirements or things you need to work with them on?
1: um yeah, so we've installed the nine bunker camera positions for them um there's an extensive fibre optic system around the course now that was put in, I think, last November. Um, but they're only just now starting to put in TV uh, towers and things. But we, we don't have to get involved in that as long as they don't put a hole through something they shouldn't in the ground. <laughs> you know, so As long as we all talk to each other, we're OK.
0: OK. <laughs> so you've had a long lead time in. Uh, yeah At what point do you really start working closely with the RNA to, to make sure... That you're delivering what they want, and are you working with any other external bodies as well?
1: Um, we've been working with the RA pretty closely for the last sort of 12 months, really. But the Sports Turf Research Institute sent their agronomist in anyway to Royal Burgdale. But obviously, his visits are more frequent as well now because we're all sort of trying to make sure everything is okay.
0: So that kind of involvement, I guess, ramps up the nearer you get to the tournament.
1: When that, that's exactly what happens yeah yeah
0: at what time does it kind of hit its peak and, and you're working kind of in one another's pockets constantly
1: uh, i would think we're about there now are you right? <laughs> okay. so are they living uh, with
0: you on the course now
1: yeah well, that's i mean it's yeah you've got to be you're trying to prevent any little issues really so you need as many pairs of eyes out there as you can
0: okay so over that long period i'm sure you faced a few challenges to to get it where you you want it, although you're trying to maintain that all the time, I understand. What's been the biggest set of challenges you've faced this, this time round? Um, I don't think there's been anything specific. I think it's just the sheer
1: scale of things compared to last time. Um, you know, Obviously, things like spectator routes are prepared further in advance. And they're bigger than they were last time to accommodate more people, to accommodate them more comfortably. Um, so it's, it's probably more off-course things like that, I think.
0: So you you're working there with a regular team of how many?
1: Ten. I have ten, ten. full timers.
0: And that obviously and changes a lot now.
1: Yeah, we've we, we've got two seasonal lads on. We've got uh, for the week of the Open, we'll be up to thirty-five, just for the morning work. Right. Because you're trying to get all the all the work done between sort of four o'clock and six thirty in the morning. And so you need a lot of people for a short time, really.
0: And they are are they made up of volunteers, friends, family? It's a
1: mixture. Yeah, it's a mixture. There's um, local volunteer greenkeepers, uh, greenkeepers from other open championship venues, um, RA scholars who are greenkeepers at various clubs. Right, okay. Um, so it's quite a mixture, really. We have our artisan golfers who help us as well. So it's a big team.
0: And that's, that's a, a portion of your membership that have got their own kind of artisan yeah, club, it's a, yeah?
1: It's a club within a club. Um, and they, for restricted golf, times they give us i think 100 hours a year each so we call on their labor as well a little bit All right, and they'll know. help with things like divoting and bunker aching, sprinkler trimming things like that
0: and you've obviously learned lessons through your your numerous opens how have you adapted your management of that that team because that's obviously a big change going from you know a team of 10 to 35 overnight basically
1: yeah um I think what we've done is one of the benefits is that each club sends one of their staff to the other club that's hosting the Open in that particular year. So that member of staff is picking up information at other courses. So we sort of sit down and we plan. We know what we need, know how long we've got to get it done. Um, So we, we can plan well in advance. We already know now what each person is going to do and what time they're going to be doing it, what machine they'll need, what time they should finish. So it's just down to Good, advanced planning now, I think, really.
0: Okay. So you've got all those plans in place. Um, if they all come together, what will count as a success for you?
1: No complaints. That <laughs> <laughs> would be a success. <laughs> if the walkie-talkie never never makes a noise all week, I'm happy.
0: <laughs> OK, well, we mentioned success there. Um, we've seen some quite high-profile, difficult conditions. I think Celtic Manor quite recently had a, a tough time with the, the Ryder Cup. What have you done to prepare for that kind of circumstance, a potential disaster?
1: Um, the only thing—it's just local knowledge, really. If if we get inclement weather and a, you get some heavy rainfall, um, we know where to expect the issues because we've had them before, you know, throughout the year. So we tend to record if we know certain hollows flood after so much rainfall, and we we keep a record of that, so you, you can target some resources to those areas if the weather forecast is indicating might be a problem. Um, so that, that's all you can do really, just pull on your experience.
0: So it's experience, knowledge and again planning.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Um, what would you say your philosophy is as a, as a greenkeeper, a turf care professional?
1: Um, I think it's just to, to make sure the course is... Playing as it's designed to be played. In other words, it's a Lynx championship course, and that's what you try to present. So everything we do, we, we're gearing towards that direction.
0: Okay. And the additional spotlight and pressure that you're under for a major event like the Open does that change your philosophy at all? Do you have to compromise?
1: No, we don't really. Um, I think the only thing it, it focuses you very well. <laughs> <laughs> but fortunately, you know. Um, I think as you get nearer the time, you get busier. So you don't have quite as much time to worry as you might have done a few months ago. So daft as it sounds, it's a little bit easier in the mind as you get nearer the tournament because you're just too busy.
0: And, you know, without getting uh, too deep and uh, intrusive, are you and your team coping with that pressure well?
1: Yeah, I think we're okay. We're we're up to speed. We set ourselves the goals for each week and we're up to speed every week. we managed to do what we wanted to do. Um, So at the moment, we're we're sort of reasonably happy.
0: That spotlight and that pressure, unfortunately, comes in in the current climate with um, the fear of possible targeted terrorism. Is that something that's had any impact on on what your guys are doing? Have you had to take any special precautions or training?
1: Um, I'm pretty sure before the event happens, it will be discussed and um, some guidance given. We're well aware of what's going on. We really hope that it doesn't occur anywhere, not just with us. Um, Absolutely. But I'm sure it's it's being planned for, but I think as we get nearer the time, we will sort of get some guidance and um, some awareness uh, training in case anything happened or to help prevent it. But So we really hope not.
0: You have a, an intense week. Everything goes to plan. What's the likely impact on your course and how long is it going to take you to get it back to to where you want it to be?
1: It all depends on the weather. When when there's sort of in the knockdown phase afterwards, um if the weather's wet particularly and you've got a lot of heavy vehicles around the place, then it's that's pretty serious. It will cause an issue and we're gonna to have to do overseeding work and aeration work and God knows what else. If it's sort of dry or mixed, then you tend to cope very well with it. I mean last time we, we had very little recovery work to do at all
0: and does that impact on you know the playability of the course and what the the members are getting for for their experience
1: I think really it's the infrastructure areas that will cause these issues are at the sides of the golf holes so there's nothing directly in play that's going to suffer it's the areas around the golf holes where there have been grandstands tents um, just passage of heavy vehicles so as long as they stay on these areas and don't come into the golf course playing areas, then it's not quite as bad.
0: I think, um, you've got a a lot of John Deere kit there. Are you exclusive to John Deere or do you have other kit that you use? Uh,
1: No, we've we've, we are mainly John Deere. Uh, We do have some Toro equipment there and, um, some other items, New Holland and Kubota and things like that. So we're not exclusively green and yellow, uh, but predominantly we are.
0: Okay. And is there a particular reason for that?
1: It's just been down to choice, really. And I think the backup from the dealers has been that good. The machines do what we want them to do on Royal Burkdale, So we always choose on merit and and on the dealers as well. And um, that's where we are. So we are mixed. We're not entirely green.
0: And if you picked out one piece of kit that's been uh, either your favourite or your best investment down the years, what would you say?
1: Um... Over the years, without doubt, a verti drain.
0: Really? Okay.
1: Yeah, I think it was one of those pieces of kit that changed uh, what you could do to your ground and when you could do it. And so, I just think it's a great investment, really.
0: So that's been a game changer for you.
1: I think over the years, not not particularly now, but yeah. I've used them for a lot of years now, and most people have a verti drain or something very similar. And I think they're just marvellous what they can do.
0: You've had, without being rude, a long career. Yeah. A lot of people will have interacted with you. Who's who's been the biggest influence on your career or influences on your career?
1: Um I think I would have to say Jimmy McDonald who was the head greenkeeper who started me off at Formby. He then moved to Lytham and I went to Lytham later on to work for him and he's definitely been the biggest influence on my career.
0: So how did that manifest itself then?
1: Um I think he's just guided in the right direction. He was always somebody you could go and ask, "Is this? Am I doing the right thing?" and uh, what training you should get. And he was just always there, and gave me good advice, and it stood me in good stead. I think.
0: And I assume you've built that into your kind of management style and philosophy.
1: I hope so. Yeah, try to.
0: If you sat down a, a young greenkeeper now, or you know maybe somebody that's aspiring to become a greenkeeper, what's the best piece of advice you think you could give them?
1: obviously work hard, but don't be frightened to ask questions. That's the way you're going to learn. I think.
0: Okay. Keep developing, keep pushing yourself. Yeah,
1: definitely. Definitely. Yes.
0: Come the day that, you know, you've decided that's it. I'm going to, you know, kick back and put my feet up. What would you like your legacy to be? How would you like um, your impact to have been measured and remembered?
1: Um, I'd like to think that we would strive for continual improvement to all aspects of the golf course and If people agree with that, then I should be happy, I
0: think. Chris, I mean, it's been a really enjoyable interview. Uh, It's been very interesting and really appreciate the the time you've taken out of what I'm sure is a highly pressured time for you. And uh, you've probably got much better things to do than sit chatting to us. So we'll let you get back to preparing for the Open.
1: OK, thank you very much.